Campus Chronicles the Podcast with ENT. I'm Isan. And I'm Tarek. And welcome to our podcast. Today we have a special guest, Aman Jiwani, first year Laurier student in BBA, star varsity keeper, and aspiring D1 and future professional athlete. Jeez. Thank you for being here, boss. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, of course. They sound very special. Nice introduction. Yeah, it was nice, eh? <laughs> Covered all the bases. <laughs> Covered everything. Um, but yeah, tell us tell us about your journey so far. First year, Laurie student, how's that going out of school? Um so far not bad. I'll be honest. Like I didn't like it too much at first, moving away from home. Yeah. Um but now it's not bad. Like soccer season was good, I won't lie. Like adapting to the university style is definitely different because like it's, it's a new level like you're playing with people three four five years older than you so you have to adapt to that really quickly or else you'll kind of get like trampled in, in between but it was tough at first but then eventually you get used to it right like that's how that's how it always you goes. miss the family a bit yeah i don't lie. but it's not too bad uh an hour and a half away from home that's not too bad so every other weekend uh, I'll go back home, but I won't lie. Like in the beginning, it was bad. Yeah. And it was beginning it was bad. Like Facetime every day. No, I would just skip class, go back home. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is what you do not do. <laughs> <laughs> oh nah, but you're a close god. family guy, though. Yeah, you're a hell of a close yeah, family. yeah, yeah. It's being a hard. It's hard being away from home from like mom, dad. Yeah, yeah. Big family too. So. Hundred percent. How many? Family. How many siblings do you have? Three. Actually, three three older brothers. Wow, that's crazy. So, wow, what was it like growing up with three older brothers? I'll be honest, it's a bit different. You so. got beat a lot. Always. <laughs> younger brother. It's the younger brother syndrome. <laughs> but you get the hand-me-down, so it's not all that bad. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but what's it called? So old, my older brother, Ion, he's yeah. the one who's the third oldest. I'm the like youngest. Yeah. Me and him were like into the soccer most, okay. so we're always on the field, yeah, spending our time on training. Yeah. And the other two, complete opposite. They still like the sport, but like, um, all book smart. So they went to Waterloo CS, both of them. Wow. One of them's working in New York now, oh. as an engineer, and the other one's about to graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always like when we were kids, tough, tough, like games. We would always be playing like basketball or like soccer. Yeah. Um, but it was fun, I won't lie, like always in the backyard we had our battles and stuff. Yeah. Who won? Yeah, who was better? Who was the best? That's actually a good question. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, who is who who is who always won? I'll be honest, probably like So the oldest two names are Azim and Adil. I yeah. would say like Adil and Ion. Okay. We'd always like split into teams. Yeah. And we just rotate. Yeah. And it was always those two. Yeah. But then eventually like as I got Better as I grew older than I would say like. And, and, and your brother Ion, he's he plays soccer too. He plays on so he plays on University of Waterloo, and I play okay. on University of Laurier. Okay. In what position is he? Goalie, just like me. Okay. Just like me. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Since you were since you were young, were you always a keeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Always. Started as a keeper. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So who inspired Actually, you? Honestly, so one of my friends, we had this community team. It was called Azad. Yeah. yeah. And then the coach was just like, we need a keeper. And then Ion, he was like, I'll go net. And I was like, screw it. Like, I'll just net go too. net too. No way. So I, I just followed his, his thing and like, I picked it up from there. Yeah. Um, then been doing it since past, what, 10 years, I would say. And who's your favorite goalie to De-ha. watch? De Gea. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then Casillas too. Casillas, I think, is yeah. definitely has to be one of the best keepers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Who was better growing up, you or Ion? To this day, me. No, <laughs> shot. no way. I was about to no say shot. controversial question next. Who's better, you or Ion? But he just answered no it like shot. that. To this no day, way. Me. Confidence and everything. Yes, hundred percent. You're better. Hundred percent. And you say it to his face. Yeah, all the time. And he thinks he's better. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's, it's weird. He thinks he's better. I think I'm better. Okay. What does, mom think? what does mom think? Oh. Mom never. Mom never. What, what, does dad, what does dad think? What does dad? Both think? of them never say anything. What do the siblings think? The other ones. <laughs> they think me. Okay. They think me. They okay. Think okay. Me. Fair they enough. Think okay. Me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow, that's actually crazy. He's good though. Well, no, he's still good. He's good. It's sick, like when, cause you know Waterloo and Laurier, they're right beside each other. Mm-hmm. So like, it's called there's a Waterloo Derby. Okay. So we oh. gotta play each other in university. Wow. So like the crowd's big and then like it's oh, anticipation cool. and stuff like that. So who can so show up? Who exactly? That's what's up. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. So, take us through your journey. The journey, bro. The journey in soccer so far. When how you started where you're at right now what your future goals aspirations teams you play for yeah just take us through take us through when you were a kid and you first kicked that soccer ball and fell in love with the sport so um i first started on like i said the community mazad yeah and honestly i didn't play much at first like i would say like once or twice a week i wanted to play so much more but like when i was actually getting training and once or twice a week would be every Saturday or Sunday. And then my parents just couldn't take me because like they were just busy with work. So then I couldn't go and I was too young to drive. So then like me and Ion would just be in the backyard training, getting some touches and trying to like at least do something to get better. And then I would say when I was like seven or eight, I joined my first team. Um, Toronto Hawks, I think it was like a house league team. <laughs> Toronto Hawks, I've never <laughs> heard of that. I've never heard. It was a sketchy, oh sketchy little team, God. but it was still fun. And then took a break again because parents couldn't take me. Yeah. And then I got lucky. So this friend I know, like, he was really, really into it. And I'm still really close to him to this day. Yeah. Like he would always take me to practices and stuff like that. And then I would just carpool with him. Like I was really, really lucky to have him. Yeah. He would take me to practices and then games, all that. Um, so then I joined a team called CR Soccer. Yeah. And then that was sick. So then the people that ran it actually, like the da- their, the founder played in the World Cup. Yeah. And then wow. the son um, played on the Canadian national team. Yeah. So it was like good environment, good competition. And then from there, I went to Toronto Skills. I played U21 over there. Yeah. Um, when I was 14, 15. So I was playing above my age group. Playing six years up. Yeah. Um, And then after that, I went to Richmond Hill Raiders for a bit. I played uh, League One Reserve with a good coach. Yeah. Uh, um, And then from there, from there, I went to Dutch Connections. Um, And that- They're pretty well known. Yeah, very, very good team, very good team. So they're the feeder school of TFC. Okay, wow. Um, So we would always have, like, matches with TFC or TFC coaches would be coming down. A lot of our players went to uh, TFC Academy. So good team. Uh, Competition was, like, really, really good. And I would say, like, that's the team that set me. 100%. And then from there, um, I made it on to Laurier. I just, from there, I just started, like, wanted to play uni ball yeah. I decided like I was good enough yeah and I made that team I had I had a lot of offers to play uh around Ontario but then I wanted to stay like local for a bit they gave me I, I came on scholarship um I got the starting spot first year too and academically it was a good program too so like 100% if, if, BB is yeah. a great program um so then I filled all the boxes for me ticked all the boxes and then first year has been good so far so i have one thing i think you forgot a team bro me and you played together on a team (laughs) how was that (laughs) how was that simba fc (laughs) how was it worst experience of my life of course you have to plug his team in there of course you you have to see it you had fun i had fun fun, but i'm not doing it again i remember i remember simba fc i remember playing against simba fc Do you remember what the... We, we played you twice. Right? Yeah, we don't talk about Do you remember that. what the scores no, were? No, I don't. I, I, I lost my I think it was... I lost my like that. 2-1? 3-1? 2-1? 3-1, I think. First game and second game was what? 5-1? 5-1. I think I scored both games. I'm, I think it was... If I'm I pretty sure. 3-0-5-0. 3-0-5-0. 3-0-5-0. Why? So I gave you an extra two goals. I think it was 1-1 though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure about that. No, we have fun. That was good. That was fun. That was fun. So how's playing at Laurier right now how do you find it how do you find like the team how do you find the environment um I'm not sure if like I'm allowed to say this okay <laughs> but like it's fair 
It's it's, like it's keep it's, it. You can keep it as like mysterious as you want. If that makes sense. Okay, okay. But sure. without like getting into too much. Gotcha, Just like okay. you know what I mean. Like yeah. keep it surface level. Yeah, like yeah. How you feel? How the experience is? You know what I mean. Um, experience wise, it's it's really cool. Like yeah. when you go to play uni ball, like you get cool facilities. You get treatment all the time. 100%. Like it's it's like a. It's a nice experience. Do people look at you differently when you tell them like, "Yo, I'm a, I'm a varsity player." Like a, they, a bit. A are bit. they like, "Yeah"? Is it like? I think it's a, way. I think it's definitely a lot different in Canada than it is in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in the U.S. and you're like, "Oh, I'm a D1," like I play varsity, like no matter what sport, yeah, you get the hype because yeah. you're walking around with the gear. Like you yeah. already, when you yeah. go to the school, you're getting all these free, like all this free gear. Like you're kind of a walking advertisement, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like here. In Canada, like I know in some schools, you have to pay to big, even get the, yeah. like you have to pay a student's athlete fee yeah. and you have to pay to get like a knapsack or even right, like, a yeah. jer- like a sweater or whatever, yeah. right? So here coming to the US, I feel like it's, it's, not it's, big, yeah, big, it's very different and especially yeah, like yeah. soccer in Canada. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. growing, don't get me wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. for It's definitely sure. growing, but I still think it's not But like the, like the new people you meet who's in your program or in your res, whatever, and you're like, yo... I play for the varsity team. Is it like, oh shit? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, it's like it's cool. Like they say, like oh, that like that's cool. Like yeah. they, they they give you like a look or like right. it's like oh yeah, like, oh I met yeah. a varsity athlete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's a it's a nice acknowledgement. I would say like because it, it definitely it still nice. is a it's a hard thing to make for sure varsity for soccer sure, in Canada or anywhere. For Hundred sure. percent. So yeah, you play varsity too, yeah? I do. Yeah, I do. I play for Western. I played here in Western. How was that? I did play. I did play. I actually... Three years? Uh, first year was COVID year. Okay. First year was COVID so year, years? so I played... Yeah, second year, and then third year. And how was it? Wasn't bad. Yeah? Wasn't bad. Definitely different experience. Second year, like... It was different for me because I was out of position. Right. If that makes sense. Right, so, right. like, I came in as a center back wanting to play center back that was like the position that i knew best mm. obviously like i'm comfortable playing anywhere but center back is like the area of the where i would feel like i would excel the most and that's where your knowledge is too yeah you know what i mean that's where i felt like i was the all-around player as a center back right. um in second year i played attacking mid okay which i didn't mind i think i was one of few um we were still considered, considered like frosh because we never had our first yeah. season. But I think I was one of the few, like I guess in that sense, first years yeah. who started every game. Um, it was definitely um, a good experience, but I have, I started on an all-time high. So okay. first game, I remember best, one of the best goals I've scored, I think, to, really? today. I remember. Um, I think I know where you're going to say. Yeah, it was, it was nighttime. I think it was nighttime. The rain was coming down. The yeah. lights were out. It's like it's just like the perfect. The like, rain's scene. always nice. But rain is it's the just the perfect scene. Nice. You look up at the lights. You see the rain <laughs> coming down. Like it was home opener, so we had a lot of people yeah. there. And because we didn't have a season before, like a lot of people came okay. out. It was super packed, and we were playing Brock. And I remember um, this was like the game where I kind of wanted to like set Show the tone up. and like prove myself. Like okay, like Brock's no one, a good team. Yeah, Brock was decent. Like I wouldn't say they're like, like great or anything mm. but they definitely have like a good program okay. and i think they're developing into a pretty decent soccer program um i remember it was maybe first five minutes ten minutes of the game yeah i got the ball ball was passed in my own half i did a half turn and i remember just looking up and i saw the keeper off his line and i was like whatever i just didn't think and i remember I was like, I'm just going for it. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. I remember I was just, I just crossed half and I shot it. And the goalie started retreating before I kicked it. So he knew what I was doing. <laughs> and I think the goalie was a little bit before his line. Yeah. And the ball, he jumped. The ball went right over mm-hmm. his head, top corner. No First way. First goal. And I remember I went, like, I didn't know how to celebrate. Because <laughs> I didn't think it was going in. I remember running around in circles with my hands out like this. I looked so dumb, but I remember <laughs> scoring that goal. I was I was at an all time high. Mm. I still remember to that day. Did you not get an article written on you? I did. I, I saw that. I, I, I saw yeah, that yeah, one. I got, did. Yeah, I got an article written. Like I was based on the goal, or yeah, based on the goal, okay. based on the goal. Like like, and then I was posted in like um, the OUA like top ten mm. highlights or something okay. like that. Yeah, it was neat goal. And then I remember second game. So basically, how it works is you play teams back to back. Right. Like like you know yeah. like you play yeah. each team once at home and then you play one team away. Oh, right. Yeah. So. I was I was feeling I was like okay I'm I'm in like my element like let's let's go let's have a great season because like in this 
when I was in this stage, I was still trying to like see if I could, in a sense, go pro or whatever that may be. Like see if right, I could right, still right. get recognition. Yeah, so I was curious about the CPL, if that makes sense. Right, so I wanted right. To see, which, like, is, which is yeah, what? Yeah, uh, the Canadian Premier League. Okay. So it's like this, it's been around for I think like two or three years or something like yeah. that, but it's like, it's the first professional soccer league in Canada other than okay. the MLS, right? But it's only for, I think a bit longer. A bit longer. So but it's, it's like only one below Canadians. the MLS. Yeah, I would say it's okay. one below the MLS. Um, so I just wanted to get like the recognition, like see like, you know, because you can always say no, but if you have like the contract there, it's like, okay, that's cool. Like yeah. I was offered yeah, a yeah, professional yeah, contract, sure. if that makes sense. The next game at Brock, I remember going, it was tied game, zero, zero. The ball came in for a cross. And uh-huh. I remember going up for a header. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but I remember like feeling just like pressure in the back of my head. And like, I came down and like my head, like, I completely like blanked out. You know, like those blank out moments mm. where you kind of don't know what happens well, and you get yeah. up and it's kind of like adrenaline. And I remember like getting awarded a penalty, mm. right? And this was in like the 70th minute, something okay. like that. And I remember being like, I'm taking this penalty. Because I was very confident from the first game. So I was like, okay, I'm taking it. And I remember stepping up for the penalty and I was like feeling a bit woozy and I didn't know what was going on. Because yeah. I didn't know what happened, yeah. right? I was like, oh, I was just awarded a penalty. Maybe like he missed the ball and just collided with me or something. Mm. I didn't know how bad it was. I remember stepping up to take this penalty. Worst penalty shot I've taken to date. <laughs> the ball, I kicked the ball. It rolled to the keeper. Oh, it yeah. rolled. The keeper didn't move. He just dove. He didn't even dive. He basically just picked up my ball, looked at me <laughs> like I was an idiot, and then rolled it away. And I'm standing there like, what just happened? And my coach is looking at me like, what is wrong with this kid? <laughs> my teammates are looking at me like, this guy, bro. Like, it was bad. And I remember I came off and they did a concussion check. Mm. And they asked me, they, they were like, when is your birthday? What day is it today? And I couldn't tell them. Oh. I did not know anything that was going on. Mm. And I remember I had to come back and I had to get like a c- concussion test. And I had a major concussion. Oh. So I was out for that season. Full like, season gone? F- not full season, but I was out for like a couple games. And okay. when you come back, obviously your confidence is not the Obs- same. Yeah, You're like yeah, yeah. more mm. careful when you play. Yeah. Right? So I guess it was like, so that season obviously wasn't the greatest. Mm. And this season... Um, this was like my third year season. Yeah. It was pretty good. I started off. You did well. I, I did well. I started off pretty well, but another injury happened again. Like fractured my foot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, halfway through the season. And how that happened? Yeah, <laughs> it just happened. It just happened. Um, yeah, I can't expose myself okay, on the podcast, okay, okay. but um, um, what you would call it. Yeah, so I fractured my foot. Right. I was doing something dumb. Obviously, you go out at night. You know, it's the Western <laughs> University experience. Maybe one person jumps on your foot. But it's okay. It's okay. Stuff happens. You live and you learn. Um, but so before that happened, I think I had, I don't know how many games I played. Maybe it was six games. Mm. But I think I had maybe 10 or 12 points. Okay. Something like that. And t- tell me about the points thing. Cause I know that, like, what is it? A fantasy with the players on Western's team? No, so so this was no, so this was like actually like all UA points. Okay, oh, okay. Like, like, actual, like season. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, actual yeah. like. But like there is a fantasy thing. thing. I mean, like what some like yeah, some people did do the the yeah. fantasy like like team like they pick, pick players. certain players okay. and like uh, like I was you know <laughs> number one pick, but it's okay, bro. it's okay. Um, I had very high trade value at that moment before. Was it actually a thing for Western? It was. It was. Oh, really? It had yeah. like this fantasy no. going, and like we didn't they have kept, this. They kept track of like how if you like played a full game, like you would get like a point. If you scored a okay. point, you would get like three points, something like so that. It was like fantasy prem. Yeah, it was literally like fantasy prem okay. before Western. Before Western, yeah. Team, that's so sick. I had like I had like very high value. Like you could have traded me for like two of the starters on the team. Was it like an app or something? Or no, what? it was just like they were just keeping tally. Like, okay, they were okay. just doing it. Okay. Right. It was super funny, but yeah, before then I had. Like my points were pretty good, and I was like OUA. I was I was like top five, I think, in all of OUA okay. at that time for points. So in my head, this was like the season where I was like, okay, let me just like in my head, I was already like, this is gonna be my last season. So I was like, let me just see how far I can wow. take it. And then hmm. when the fracture happened, it was obviously like tough. It was tough, but yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna keep playing if it's my last season. Yeah. Anyways, like it is what it is. Yeah. So the second half of the season, I played with fractured foot and that definitely wasn't the smartest <laughs> idea that's for sure but 
it was fun. It was fun. And definitely, like, I know you can relate. Mm. Like, university soccer is definitely, yeah. definitely a different experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely unique. Definitely a step up for sure. 100% step yeah. up from, yeah. um, like, whatever. Where we played. Yeah, where we played. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you, this is, like, where you find out, like, if players are really serious 100%, about this. 100%. Right? Like, how, how bad do you really want how, it? Exactly. Because, like, I feel like, you know, too, a lot of players will, like, talk the talk. Mm. That makes sense. Like, a lot of players will say oh I, I grind i put in this effort i do all this but when you get to the university level you can really players will differentiate themselves yeah. from the players who just talk yeah and the players who actually walk the walk yeah yeah, yeah 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 but definitely definitely good experience you mm-hmm. came to how was it how was it watching i came to one game how is it because i've never experienced like like how is it watching like a university game from the stands because obviously like you watch prem you watch pro you watch mls how is it watching you think we're good you think we're good are we like how (laughs) are we just like like, watching house okay i'm not gonna lie bro it looked a mess that one yeah no 100 yeah but i saw your goal though yeah i saw your goal i swear you scored every game i i I was scoring every game you're scoring every game golden game I was on like a gold streak for like four or six games. Alright, so I always had a question though. Because mm. whenever I saw you, we've known yeah. each other for a while. Yeah. Every time I saw you play, yeah. you were up, you were forward. Yes. You were always scoring goals. Mm-hmm. But you, like your, your, your best position is center back. Yeah. So how did you become a center back? Okay. So I want to know that. Initially, I was a winger. Yeah. Started out as a winger. And that's what I've seen. Yeah. You. Favorite player was Neymar. So I was like, like, I have the boots too. Yeah, I, I, oh no, I would copy hairstyle done. <laughs> he gets one, I'm getting it next day. I'm going straight to my barber. But my barber was my dad's barber, and like, sorry if you're listening, but like, he's bald. So imagine what he did to my head. Okay, so it was a madness. It was mad. It was not good. So I would get, I would get the haircut, and then whatever like cleats that he had, I was wear. Favorite player that was the only videos I would watch, only Neymar highlights. Okay. So like I would try to emulate how he played, right? Right. Neymar also plays with like this little cocky attitude, like in a sense, like he has confidence, but sometimes back in the day when I was watching, he would come off as cocky, mm. right? So I guess as a little kid who like watches and interprets, you kind of develop that Cockiness. cocky mentality too, which definitely wasn't the greatest thing to develop. Right. That makes sense. When I started as winger, I would always want the ball. I would beat two, three, four players, mm. but I would try to take on too many, and then I would always lose the ball. I would do my stuff, I'd do my highlights. Don't get me wrong, I was still scoring goals. I was still like, you know what I mean? You're getting past defenders. But the thing was, is at that time, I was told I wasn't going to make it pro as a winger right. because of my mentality, because I was, in a sense, I had that, that cocky mentality. Right. Like I was trying to take on and do too much because at the end of the day it's a team sport mm-hmm. right you have to rely on your team to score told sure. by coaches and stuff yeah told by coaches because at that time i was still trying to go pro mm-hmm. and i was told as a winger you're not going to make it because of your mentality like i was told i had the talent but my mentality and how i would dribble wasn't there mm-hmm. so my coach um he probably one of the best coaches if not the best coach i've had his name was adele played professional montreal impact um, I think Tunisian national team, something like that. But he actually, he, one of the most smart coaches yeah, I've ever seen. Really? Like he would play practices with us. And I don't know how old he was, maybe let's say 40 or something like mm-hmm. that, maybe a bit younger, but it was just easy. He would effortlessly just put it between your legs, like mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Like he would dance around us like we were pilots. Yeah. And it was just amazing to watch. But every player else that was like amazed, yeah. I was like, I'm going to study this and emulate how he plays. So Adele, mm-hmm. right? Adele told you that. So Adele was the one. So he told me that as a winger, it's like it wasn't looking too yeah. good. Yeah. But he was like, okay, I'm going to put you as center back for a year. It was just a year. And why he put me as center back was, is if I dribble as center back and I lose the ball, it's done, right? If I lose the ball as a center back and then they take in a score counterattack, mm-hmm. then it's over. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? My team's cussing me out, my coach is cussing me out, the goalie's cussing mm-hmm. out, everything. And I'm not like, at the beginning, it happened a couple of times where I would try to do too much. A player would take, I would beat two, three players. A player would take a counterattack, get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Maybe goalie would bail me out or they would score, mm-hmm. right? So when I was center back, I learned. I learned how to control my dribbling and I would only dribble then when I had open channels and when I knew I could go. But then when I was center back, I built so many different characteristics. My vision improved drastically. Because when you're a center back, you see the whole field. 
you see everything. I feel like when you're a center back, you control the game. You control the tempo, you control the pace, you control everything. You can set the tone of the game right from the beginning. Mm. Also, when I was a winger, I would never come back on defense, ever. So everyone thought my defense was the <laughs> worst thing to ever exist. So he was like, also go back because you need to work on your yeah, defense. Yeah. So when I was back there, I was a pretty like big kid. Like I was were- like six foot at like grade eight. Mm-hmm. I didn't like grow much since then, but like when I was there, I was tall. Mm. So like I had the height, I was getting the physique. So when I was back there, and everybody was like, you haven't seen a center back that is able to take players on, stay composed, have the vision, mm. have the mentality, have that dog mentality, and then still be able to defend. So then when he saw me there, that's when he was like, okay, if you stick with this position, and obviously there's things that you have to improve on, then that's that was my best <coughs> chance of going, going pro. pro. Yeah. That makes sense, so that's yeah. how it happened. Yeah. I was a little cocky winger. <laughs> I was told I wasn't gonna make it, so I had to go center back. But just going back to that, like you said, having a good coach, like you said, your na- your coach's name was Adele. Yeah, it's huge. 100%. It's huge. It's it, it's like it's the one thing that will make a difference. Yeah, like having a coach that actually believes in you. Yeah, yeah And yeah. it's like okay, I'm I'm here for you through thick and thin. Yeah. Because obviously, like we're young kids. You yeah. obviously like at times full around in practice. You obviously don't listen. You mm-hmm. obviously sometimes mm-hmm. make a mess of stuff. But having mm-hmm. a coach that actually believes in you is mm-hmm. a is a it's a it's game changer, game. honestly. Yeah. Like is. I'll I'll tell you, like so, when I was on Richmond Hill, I had I had a a good coach. I'll be honest. He yeah. he coaches uni right now. But when I joined Dutch, like this coach changed my life. His name is is Zico. He played on Moroccan national team. He wow. played on uh, Lille in France. Yeah. Uh, then he played pro in uh, Qatar for a bit. And like everything that he did to this day, like he completely changed my mentality yeah. like the way like you approach like the game like you as a person too like it it because he made it he tells you honestly like what you need to do and he yeah. won't like lie to you yeah. like he won't he won't bullshit you like what you need to do mm-hmm. like what needs to be done he'll tell you what needs yeah. to be done um like it's it's huge because like if we're being honest when you get to the next level Coaches will care about you, but they expect you to have the job done. 100%. Right? 100%. Like, when you reach the next level, they expect you to have the, the little things tuned yeah. down. And yeah. coaches aren't going to baby feed you yeah. anymore. But let's talk about that for a second. Mm. The next level mm. and what it takes to get there. Because I feel like every kid, I think we all can know, every kid who plays soccer, 100%. your dream is the one thing. 100% just to go pro yeah. and I think a lot of people we grew up with as well everyone like we just surrounded ourselves with kids that wanted to just go pro 100%. just play soccer bro. 100% and I think it's a it's a it's definitely a hard it's a hard route very in a sense lonely route yeah. to go down on I feel mm. like a lot of people don't understand that actual like work and sacrifice no and I think I think a lot of people always say I want to go pro yeah but not even just saying but I don't think a lot of people believe that there's an to personally I did not I would always say I want to go pro I want to play for menu I want to score the world cup yeah yeah but I never believed I would do it Mm. ever and that's I think that's what I needed you have to believe in yourself you have to have the confidence and there's also a lot of work that needs to be done like Behind the lights at the hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. So what you do in closed doors? Exactly. That's all what it is. Yeah, yeah. Late nights, early mornings. Hundred percent. Stuff like that. But it was the mentality, like that was the mentality that I was always like brought up was in the sense like grind when everyone else is sleeping, mm. when everyone else is taking a break. You mm. grind. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think like for me, I, I'm still chasing the pro thing and yeah like that is my mentality now like like i i for the past two three years i would say at least at least two to three sessions a day like it, it's a must yeah um because there's kids like for people like who want to understand this going pro it's so difficult like like you said everyone 100%. wants to go yeah but like only what 10 20 make it right so exactly. you have to outwork 
all of those kids, yeah. right? But it's not just you're outworking the kids in Canada. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's around the Brazil, world. Exactly. Right? You're working the kids in Africa. You're working the kids that literally come from nothing. Yeah. And especially with soccer, every every country in the world mm-hmm. plays soccer. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday. We did. Like I remember saying this yesterday in a sense that like soccer is more than a sport. Yeah. It's yeah. literally it's a it's a universal yeah. religion. Yeah. That's played worldwide. Yeah. But one thing like we kind of forget, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, is that like it's a bit different the Canadian system 100%. in comparison to like European systems. 100%. Like, there's politics over here. Sometimes you can't make it out. Like, it's it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Politics in Canada is definitely yeah like something over there in Europe. Like I've been there to play. Yeah. They live, breathe, eat, shit, football. All day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. no, no but it's true yeah, though. No, it's it's true, hundred percent. They do. No, they, that's their life. It's yeah, their life because yeah. they don't have anything else. In mm-hmm. a sense, there's no backup. Whereas mm-hmm. here, you have like your parents' business to fall back yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we have, I feel like very first world problems when it comes yeah. to like our mentality and. Obviously, not everyone is the same, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like definitely growing up in Canada, we're very lucky. We're very fortunate mm-hmm. to be growing up in a country like this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that also comes with its yeah. challenges as well, if that makes sense, with mentality. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like a lot of people... It doesn't harden Yeah, I feel sense. like when a lot yeah. of people, they come here, we're very complacent. Yeah. Right? Because I know like all of our parents came as refugees, mm. right? Came from Africa, wherever else they came from. And yeah. You hear, we always hear our parents' stories. They came here with nothing literally nothing maybe five suitcases and no money and all our parents are doing like well for themselves Mm. inshallah which is good Mm -hmm. but it's like we as kids like you hear about their mindset you know it's completely different than like ours like i'm gonna be honest like their mindset is completely different than ours and i don't know everyone that you i surround myself Mm -hmm. with too it's like the mindset is very complacent yeah if that makes sense I i agree like it's like oh you know that you'll be getting some inheritance here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like the grind to work where your back isn't up against mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. That grind is very different than when your back is mm-hmm. up against the wall and you have yeah. like nothing to lose. I heard this thing. Um, I think I believe it was from David Goggins. He said, it's very easy to be successful nowadays only because the people who you're competing with now are soft. Yeah, 100%. Lazy too. Right. 100%. Like, every, like, like you just said, people are complacent and like... No one, no one really, really wants to work unless you, like, it's, it's rare to come across. I would say before yeah. like, you had to do it because that's the circumstances that are put upon you. Yeah. You had to make it up. hundred percent. That's true. True. Now it's like, you don't have to work. Yeah. You don't, you don't have, to. have to get a nine to five job. You don't have to do this. You don't, you don't have, even to. have to go to university. Exactly. Bro. You can do whatever you want now. It's a mm-hmm. very, it's a very different world, mm-hmm. very different world that we are living in. It's going to keep changing, changing yeah. that's for sure yeah but back to what you were saying before about you brought up a good point about politics mm. in canada mm. have you experienced that yourself or do you know um anything like in depth about politics in canada that you can share i would say uh, i have a few stories um i can say one that like stuck out to me and that yeah. i was like brought upon so for example um the best players make it a team ontario yeah um about 10 to 20 yeah and then the best of the best make it a team canada yeah um but people the players that make it a team canada can only play on the big three canadian teams which are Mm -hmm. montreal impact yeah toronto fc academy yeah and then vancouver whitecaps but if you're not on those teams then you can't make it yeah and i feel like that's so political because i've played against these teams and I've played with people who aren't on those teams. Yeah. And I'll tell you this for a fact. There's so many kids that aren't on those Toronto, those big three that, would that deserve yeah. and des- and will destroy kids on that really? team. Yes. I'm telling you, bro. Can you, can you name any? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but also, it's, it's like a lot of people just know people too. Yeah. Like if 100%. they're... I, I, I know I'm not going to name names, but like there's this one kid, his dad worked at a Canadian Tire. He was like a, a partner, a main partner at Canadian Tire. And TFC had a partnership with um, with Canadian Tire. 
And the kid, I'll be honest, he wasn't, he was decent, but he wasn't all that. Yep. And then he got a choice right over. Actually. Uh, yeah. Wow. Another example, um, I know two, two big people at TFC, like the, um, the people who like kind of are big up in the company. Yep. Their kids are playing on TFC now. Yeah. Um, and that's just because their dads have this, the title. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Yeah, Connections is always a big yeah. thing with anything you yeah. do. Not even just soccer. Not everything. That's true. Everything. Yeah. Connections is what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we all know. Like I know that because we know a lot of people like in the soccer world, right? Mm. A lot of people our age, mm. and I'm sure we know a lot of people who. I guess this may sound a bit like, like a rude or something, but I guess we all know people who we don't think deserve to be at the places guess, they are, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. there only because yeah. of their connections. Yeah. If that makes sense. But at the end of the day, like, they are there. 100%. So, 100%. So, 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 so hats off to them. them. Exactly. Off to them. 100%. Sure. 100%. Sure. And obviously, whatever we're saying, like, on this podcast is at the end of the day, our own opinion. Yeah. Right? But whoever is there right now has definitely mm-hmm. put in a lot of time, true, effort, and, and yeah. hard work that we haven't yeah, seen exactly. also. So, exactly. obviously, we wish them all well, the best exactly. and all the success in the world. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I have a few. I have a few stories too about politics in Canada, hundred percent. And I guess just like, I guess I'm gonna talk about like my like my journey quick, my journey quick of trying to become pro. Go on. Um, so, started playing soccer obviously like young age, four years old. Yeah. Grew up like that's the sport my dad put me in. That was the sport I was sticking with. He tried to make a pro, almost did, had bad injury, and obviously like. You want to carry that legacy in your kids, yeah. right? Growing up, always played. I played sack, so I played on USC Academy. Okay. Growing up, it was a pretty big academy when I started, but a lot of the coaches and things went away. Um, and then after that, when I I played there until I was fifteen, and then fifteen I went straight to League One. Okay. So I played Sanjak. So League One is semi-pro. Okay. So at that time, there was no CPL or nothing. So League One was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the youngest people to play in League One. And yeah. I, was, I was doing pretty well. Like I didn't start at the beginning, but then I started to like, like get a name for myself. And how was the team? Does that makes sense? The team was decent. Was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. The team definitely wasn't bad. It was a really good team, really good environment to be around. And it was, it was like the first kind of experience of a pro because you would have to get there three hours before the game, mm. your jerseys would be laid out for you. Oh. You would go out in your warm-up gear. You would come back, put in your training jersey. Oh, really? It was very professional. Oh. You would walk out, sing Canadian National Anthem, hold a kid oh. by your arm. Was it televised? No. Wait, so uh, sorry, I have to say something. So uh, you were 15 holding another kid? I was, I was, I was. <laughs> but they were not, yo, they were a lot younger, I can't lie. But no, it was a cool, it was a cool experience. Like you're 15, you're, like you know what I mean? In a sense, everyone else was like 25 or yeah, yeah, 23 yeah. and older, yeah. right? So Sick, it was definitely... Bro. A sick experience, and um, and then when I was fifteen, I went to the open trials for the CPL. Okay, there were three hundred people there. Wow! And I think everyone varied in age, but I think majority were like from twenty three to twenty eight, okay. something like that. And I remember after the first day, they cut half. After that, they cut half again, and then they keep cutting until there's one final game mm. of just twenty two players. It's like okay. eleven versus eleven. Okay. And I remember I went with some of my friends and I made it all the way to the end, to the 11 versus 11. I remember I did very well and the coaches came and they talked to me and they obviously liked what they saw and they found out that I was 15. Yeah. And they're all like very shocked. <laughs> it's, it's very different because obviously at 15, they can't, you can't sign pro. No. Right, you have, and there's obviously like, if you sign a developmental contract, there's obviously things that are put in place. Like, I'm sure it's the same if you t- sign with TFC. Yeah. You can't, I guess, train with outside people. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you can play school soccer. Yeah, no, you can There's a lot of, like, constraints that I felt like were too going much. to... Too much. And I don't... I think would hinder my actual talent and my development, okay. if that makes sense. So then I continued. And in grade 11 and grade 12 was when I really started to... Take it serious. Take, not, not take it seriously. It was always like I was taking it serious, but I was like... This is now, you can do this it. is my time. Mm. Like I actually like, in a sense, like all my coaches believed in me. Um, I made good connections along the way. I didn't realize how hard it was. Like, like yeah. you were saying, my, I remember my dad telling me like, if you have the talent, someone will come and find you. Mm. And I remember like for my whole life, I was like, 
obviously like you've had little trials here little trials there yeah but i was always like why haven't i've been anyone like found if yeah. that makes sense or like yeah. but like okay i'm gonna take a chance and just take him right it was obviously like oh like we like you oh you don't have a european passport okay wait till you're 18 yeah, yeah. stuff like that yeah. right and then when i was in grade 12 i reached out to all my contacts i had one final highlight video that i made which was my best clips and i remember i, I sent them all out and i was like i have no regrets let's see yeah if i get any responses and then like luckily enough i got some responses from like i had teams in portugal who wanted me to tour portugal i had spain i had italy i had um england was getting set up and my backup was actually like mls like i was right. going to try out for montreal impact and tfc right so i was like ready i was in best shape of my life and what was the biggest team that was interested uh, i think it was valencia in spain time. yeah la liga yeah that's sick yeah um, but it was obviously through like contacts it's yeah. through people yeah. you know yeah. right yeah it's big it's that's that's definitely the whole thing it's definitely interesting because you thought that like you can make it on your own but it's crazy exactly. to think you that you, you actually that. need someone yeah, else to open do. that door for exactly. you for sure. and then once that door is open it's it's all then you it's exactly. but the fact that you need that door open by someone else really like opened my eyes to mm -hmm. the whole like political aspect of mm -hmm. soccer mm -hmm. and then in grade 12, I was ready. I was going to take a gap year and I was just going to tour and I was going to be like, okay, let's see how far I can go. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So all the trials went away, but it wasn't like they went away. I was like, they'll come back when COVID ends because in Europe, COVID at that time was super bad. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Then in October 10th, the trials came back and then the second wave of COVID hit. Oh. So at this time, I was still 17. Okay. I turned 18 on October 24. And that's when all the trials that I had went away because I was told that I'm too old now. Because like we know, like everyone who we see on TV is 18 is playing with sure. the first team, sure, yeah. right? You're playing in the primary, you already have pro experience, right? And that's what I was told. They want us, if you're 18, they want someone who's pro experience. Yeah. Because I was going to go to the U23 team and I was told that that U23 team at the time was all 05s. Wow. So it was like, why would they would rather develop an 05 than an 02. Than an 02. Right, which was right, fair. Right, right. So then after that, it was definitely like a hard, a hard like heartbreak, yeah. like breakup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was like you work for something your whole life, and it's kind of like and it just goes taken like away because of your age. Hundred percent. So it was definitely like it was bad. I didn't touch soccer ball for eight months. Couldn't watch a soccer game. Mm -hmm. Definitely like here, you definitely like mental health takes a big dive. Like it takes yeah. Yeah. a big toll. Yeah, but. I feel like the biggest thing from that journey, though, that like I realized was politics and what you need to know, who you need to know, how you need to navigate certain things to actually be able to, to open up certain channels. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like people are very naive when you're a young kid and you yeah. start out. Mm -hmm. And I think parents, too, because parents do. You think that, oh, if your kid has talent, you're going to get recognized. Mm -hmm. But it's not that easy. No, you have to know people who know people who mm -hmm. can get you into and I those. Think it's especially groups. hard in Canada. 100%. Especially hard in Canada. 100%. And like the fact that two people here who obviously you're still going down that route of pro and I've and this is kind of not like I've been there. It didn't work out, mm -hmm. but the fact that both of us here have experienced politics in yeah. Canada soccer yeah. kind of says something. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure everyone, everyone that I know that I've played against has experienced some form mm -hmm. of politics, especially mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. in Canada. It, I even see it, see it on the, the main scale, if I'm being honest, like, not to like get off topic too much, but I just saw this thing um, from Jordan Heidema on okay. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. She like yeah. the Canadian women's team is like protesting with Canada soccer because they're not getting as much funding Actually, and they're taking it like on Instagram now and they're well, trying to take it to court as well. No go as far. Yeah. Oh. So it's like literally the biggest, the biggest teams, like wow. the, the country that represents yeah. us is, yeah. is fighting the organization that yeah. represents the team. That kind of just speaks for itself. Exactly. That really does speak for itself. I don't think, I think that's a great way to end that topic there's nothing more to say <laughs> than the country is fighting back against the organization that we're in so i mean if, if the players at the top level of the country yeah. are saying that there's yeah. something there's wrong i think something there's needs to be problem. done 100 mm -hmm. yeah and i think there needs to be a change but that change comes from within that organization yeah. because like people like us can speak on it 
Um, but I think at the end of the day, it mm-hmm. is those players mm-hmm. on Team Canada and mm-hmm. those people up in that organization mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are the only ones that can make a difference yeah. at the end of the day. But why do you think that is, though, in Canada? Is it like there's a lack of scouts here? Politics? Yeah, no, nah, it's just like like the, like going pro is so much more difficult here, but why? I, I don't know. Like, because like, especially I, in Canada, there's... There's a lot. Soccer is big, bro. But I don't think I don't think soccer is as big as you compare to Europe. You know, no, where you're comparing course. to South America yeah. because or Canada, like we're not like we're not. That's not our main sport. Like our main sport is hockey. Yeah. Hockey and lacrosse are the main sports of Canada. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then soccer, obviously, like I guess, is starting to get bigger mm-hmm. as we've made the World Cup and, yeah. and stuff like this. Like mm-hmm. over the years, it's definitely so especially grown. the U.S. right now. A lot soccer, of US soccer, players are going soccer has been huge in the U.S. I think for a while though. Mm-hmm. Really, it's been really big in the wide, like like for a while. Because the U.S., you also have a bigger population, it's yeah. true. right? So you it's have true. a lot more people that are going to watch the sport than here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I I don't know. That's a good question. Like I don't I don't know why yeah. it's so different here, but mm-hmm. I feel like the only answer is that it, it's not as big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas if you go to Europe and South America, yeah. soccer is it's life. life like there's no such thing as like education mm-hmm. or like university. It's like if you play soccer, okay, your dream is to go pro. Whereas yeah. here you're told education first and then try to I get I guess it's room. the same scenario there if, if like someone wants to go pro in hockey. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's very true. Hockey uh, here I feel like would yeah. be like, exactly. like that route is like the same as like soccer yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. I think example. I might like somewhat know an answer to your question it goes back to how big it is because how big it is relates to how much people would invest in it. Right. Right. So investment is how much money they're going to put into it. So then if more people are invested into it, that's more money and funding into the specific sport. So if we look at hockey, there's tons of investment and developmental programs for kids over here. Yeah. Same thing for in Europe. There's so many pathways, academies, And there's a lot more teams in hockey. Exactly. But don't get me wrong, though. I think, though, we are on a a a pretty good Mm -hmm. call. Mm -hmm. Because I think now with the CPL and everything that Canada is trying to do with soccer, I think in 10 years, if we had this ran this conversation back, I think we would have a very different conversation with yeah. how soccer in Canada is. Hosting the World true. Cup wouldn't hurt too. 100%. Yeah, that's true. That is, that is true. Very Almost exciting. Almost going to be there. Better. Huh? Better be. I'll be cheering from the stands. Damn, I should have been there. It's, okay. it's all good. At least one of us made it. Nah, but it is. It's definitely, it's definitely something. I'd be, hosting the World Cup would be sick. That would be a great experience. Um, but I think, like when I was talking about, when I was talking about my story, I remember saying that like when I, in a sense, when I lost soccer, it took like a big toll on like my mental health. Right. And I think mental health in athletes is definitely something that is on the come up. Like it's definitely now a lot more spoken about. You right. have like Bell that's talked and you have athletes who are posting and athletes who are sponsored yeah. for all these different mental health. Like I think LeBron for is sure. like an ambassador for this like mental health wellness, like kind of yoga app. Yeah. Something like that. So a lot of athletes are getting involved. But I still feel like, I still feel like it's definitely a topic of conversation 100 percent. and like I, I was wondering like your views obviously like how has your mental health been like impacted or at all per se with soccer or with sport um i would say like again going to university was like a reality check in a sense because you understand that now you're just a, another player when when you play on your academy teams, you're just like, okay, you're the star guy. But now you're just another player and that how are you gonna benefit how are you gonna benefit the team? Because yeah. if you don't benefit the team, they have another player for you 100%. and you're just it's, it's like it's like you're you're easily replaced. Exactly. Like you're easily replaced. It's and also it's it's very crazy to think that in the soccer world, like you have a numerical value assigned to you. Yeah. Like when you get professional, you have a number. You're either worth thirty million euros or you're worth Two hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that number takes a toll on for sure. Because yeah. if you're assigned, like for example, Enzo Fernandez went to yeah. Chelsea, yeah. hundred twenty million euros. Yeah. If you don't live up to hundred and twenty million euros, I feel like that. Also, it, like it, when you get pressure. signed for hundred twenty million euros, you have to hold yeah. up to that standard. Yeah. Like everyone's expecting greatness from you. Yeah, it's true. We and talked about this yesterday too. I'm on, like you start for Laurie, but the amount of people who would want that like want that role mm-hmm. yeah 
like it's, it can get replaced so easily. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like a lot of the times, the coaches, um, sometimes there's this is one practice, right? I think it was mid season. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't, uh, I didn't play that well in that practice. Yeah. Um, and then the coach just came up to me. He was pissed off, and he was saying like, "Keep this up, and I don't know what's gonna happen with this scholarship." Oh, Those were his so words. they threaten like that. Yeah, wow. they do. They do because. So wow. Laurie is in the school to go to. Is from what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> but the demands are high, in the For sense, sure. right? Like, definitely. It's but, it, but it's definitely good. It's definitely yeah. good. Like, I guess in a sense, it, it like. Some coaches will say that because they want to light a fire exactly. under that kid's And butt. it did, though. It 100%. Did. It did. But I feel like it also depends on the kid because some mm-hmm. kids for can sure. take that for and, sure. like, they can twist it in their head and be like, oh, like, okay, now. Like, when you're in that, I feel like big thing is confidence. Yeah. Right? Is. And if it that is. plays with your confidence, then you know what I mean? Yeah. It could definitely mm-hmm. mess you up. Do you guys like that pressure, though? As a keeper? Yeah. Or just as players? As a player. Or as a keeper. I feel like in that situation, I did like it because for me, it was like, okay, like, let me show you what I can do now. Mm -hmm. In a sense, like, that's the way I take it. It doesn't make your confidence go down. It's like, oh shit, what if my scholarship goes away? No. You're stressing about it. Not really. No, not not really. Because it's just like, Okay, you want to talk to me like that? Let me show you what. Because I feel like, in a okay. sense, like like he was good enough to get the scholarship, mm-hmm. so it's like he knows what standard he's at, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you don't think I'm here? Just watch. Exactly. And I feel like, but that's the mentality you have to you have. have to if have you it. have that mentality of like oh, you're gonna think about what he said and you're gonna like you stress you. about it and stuff, then I feel like, like I don't know if, obviously some players go through that, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, if like sport is really yeah, but self doubt your best. Yeah. Self doubt will just ruin you. I think as a player, you, as a player. you can't. 100%. I think I think when players and it kind of goes back to like the mental health topic, it it, it messes up your confidence when yep. when you get benched or something like that. Your self doubt just increases. Am I 100%. good enough to be here? Hundred um, percent. I have an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I know here at Western we don't do this actually. Uh, I'm curious if Lori does it. I feel like they wouldn't, but. I know we have like we we have like on field training sessions, we have technical training sessions, you have gym training sessions, but would you feel that it's like it would be beneficial if you ever had like maybe once a week kind of like mental, mental health? health, not like not like mental health training, but let's say just like relaxation or you kind of do like mindfulness like meditation with the team or something like that. I actually That's do think so. By someone. I do think. Do so. you think that that would like I, I help with like I guess de-stressing of the team yeah, because yeah. like let's say you have a bad performance or something yeah. that week like you personally yeah, yeah. would you feel like that would help you with like re like like rejuvenating you I, be I, like okay this is a nice reset i'm good to go like i think so than doing think it on so. your own if yeah and i would have to especially be away from like your actual coach like if there's an, a yeah. person who can yeah yeah who who does it for you who's 100%. specific for that job 100%. then i then i think so yeah. because it's just like I think that'd be very beneficial yeah, I think for so. actually university athletes. I, I'm I'm sure actually I know that D one D one schools that. do do that. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I know and yeah, I know actually, that, that's actually really cool. I know that uh, sports teams do that, like pro sports teams do that. Hundred percent. Because yeah. I, I, you definitely need it. Yeah, you do. Because you're under a lot of pressure, like every game you obviously yeah. you want to perform and I guess at the end of the day, like I guess like we all know like you're your worst critic. Yeah. Right? And I feel like self doubt really a lot comes from you mm-hmm. when you think you didn't play up to that standard that mm-hmm. you know you can play to mm-hmm. right um and then i feel like when you're constantly thinking about it, it's hard to be like, okay let mm-hmm. me sit down and relax mm-hmm. but if you have a designated time where someone else is like okay let's sit down let's mm-hmm. like just relax your mind and everything yeah. then i feel like you can leave more relaxed and as like like i mentioned before like it's a nice reset mm-hmm. I, you can be like okay let's i start think it first. helps you like find answers to 100 percent, right like you kind of understand uh, for me, for me, my kind of way to think about it was like, at the end of the day, this is what I, I love doing. Yeah. Right. I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on myself. This yeah. is what I love doing the most. Yeah. And then it took me like, I I have to like actually think about it and sit on it. Like, yeah. and then eventually it'll come to that answer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that, that kind of helped me. Yeah. In you, you were talking about how like, um, D1 schools, they have like, they have these mental health people um how do you know this do you have any <laughs> offers that's a funny way to bring it up that's a funny way to bring it up do you have any offers that you know you would like to share for 
um, the millions of people watching yeah. and listening. Exclusive. 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 <laughs> this is we are the first people. We are the first people to drop this worldwide. So um, as of now I have a few. Um, that's class. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, it is. That's well, brilliant. Do you want that, that, that actually very proud. I didn't tell you this, but I'm very proud, proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very, I'm like I'm like semi proud. Like once <laughs> you make it pro, I'll be proud. But right now I'm semi proud. You're like halfway there. But when you get there, I'll be like, you know what? I'll, I'll hold out my hand and I'll shake it first. I'll say, you did it, kid. No Um But yeah, I have a few right now. Um some a few in uh Connecticut, a few in New York. And then uh, two in Boston, uh, but just evaluating my options, um, like just seeing which one is the best one. 100%. And then like uh, I'm going down for a visit pretty soon uh, in the States just to. I remember someone telling me like he's getting paid, like they're paying for his flight and everything. Too, oh, right? who? I, I, I don't know who, but <laughs> someone, told me, someone told me that. Um, accommodations yeah accommodations are being provided and everything yeah wow yeah. you like that's that that's big you're like yeah. that that's big I'm on wow and what's the what's the what's the end goal the end what goal is, is end what goal? Um, end goal pro so but where ideal situation ideal? But, but ideal ideal but keep it realistic. realistic like where do you think like you're like okay you will, you I, i've made it d1 where do you think that okay mm-hmm. this is where i want to start and mm-hmm. this is where i could end up so d1 d2 d3 any NCAA um platform for soccer leads you to mls 100%. so for me uh d1 is the best way to go mls 100%. and then I think that could be a opportunity for sure. Yeah. Uh, OUA, what Laurier and you know Western plays in, yeah. is a direct link to CPL once yeah. you graduate. Yeah, 100%. Um, but for me, I'm looking into the MLS. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. What's your ideal team MLS? Where would you want to go? Toronto FC. Toronto Actually, FC, really. Toronto Montreal. Impact. If you could pick, the, no, but I'm saying you can pick any team in the MLS, Inter Miami included. Cause that's where I'm going. That's where I would. I don't know if I'm going into Miami though. I would go there for one reason. David Beckham owns it, which not attracts the bare people. Oh, not the girls. <sighs> that too. <laughs> he's going like, just for that. He's going for the Miami. I'm telling you, Messi's gonna going. end up at Inter Miami. Possibly, and that's possible. crazy. And, that's, and that's he's kicking you off. That's the first thing he's doing <laughs> when he gets there. Because you're gonna come with too many girls to train it, and he's kicking you right off. I'm telling you, you're gone. You're so gone right TFC you still. TFC or I've always been a New York fan. Actually, okay. New York, okay. big. NYC. The city. Yeah, I love the city. Okay. And what's the? And you think you'll end MLS? And you think? Well, of you course, if the opportunity presents itself, do you think do you think you have what it takes to? I'll ask ask I'll ask this question, and we'll see what you say. Do you think you have what it takes to make it? Not saying that the MLS is in the big leagues, yeah, but to make it in the big leagues. You know what I'm talking about. You like the Prem, La Liga, Syria, like PSG, yeah. like uh, League. Uh, you're in like the top top leagues. Do you think you top have, five? Yeah. Do you think you have what it takes to make it? I feel like. You have to back yourself. Like you always have to believe that you can do it. Hundred like, percent. My mentality is, give me anyone, and I'll just yeah show them what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's crazy because like I think you can't get a yes scared. or no answer. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay. Yes. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> so you heard it here, Almanjiwani. Give him five years playing Barcelona. <laughs> All good. What is your dream team? Dream team. Your dream team. You start for which team in the Has to be teams? Barcelona. Has to be. Nah, Simba FC. Simba. 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 Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Starting over David De Gea. So Prem. Prem's ideal. Of course. Okay. I feel like that's any kid's dream, right? Okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So going back to the to D1, how is like the recruitment process mm. for D1, um, even for Laurier? Like mm. just in general, like how do you find the university recruitment process? So I'll break it down. OUA is definitely, OUA and D1 are, are very different. Um, OUA, so that I would say there's about 40 to 50 teams um, that, that 
you can be that you can play on. And then for me, I feel like anyone just listening, like it's very important to have an agent or just know people. Okay. So um, I knew a few people that their coaches were also coaching university teams or uh, the university coaches were coaches of League One teams that yep. I played on. Yep. So I already had the connection. Um, but for me, for Laurier, my agent just got that for me. Yep. And then um, I like that. Um, but And that's how I joined Laurier, sorry. But D1 is completely different. Okay. Um, so I just signed up with another agency. It's called OPSM. Okay. Um, and then they kind of helped me through that. Um, but then it's it's much more tougher. So I'll I had to send over two hundred emails. I sent wow. a, I I sent an email to every single D one wow. school. Wow. It took me like hours on hours on hours. Yeah. And some of them don't respond. Some of them do respond. Yeah. Some of them want you to come down. Some of them don't. But then only like it. T- there's because it's D1 and so many people are invested into it, mm-hmm. you have to be improved by by like all the coaches, which are like six, seven, eight coaches. Okay. And then there's also like um, the whole manager of like the soccer mm. and um, the school soccer program. Mm-hmm. And they definitely look at academics too. And of course, academics yeah. too. Um, so the ones that like, the ones that the offers I've gotten so far it wasn't like it came right away, like as an OUA. The OUA, like in Laurier, or the other offers I got, they saw me and they knew me and they gave me the offer over yeah. here. They looked at me for like, some were like three weeks, some were like a month and a half. But yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot more rigorous. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. very rare for you to get like an offer like right away, unless they already know who you are. Yeah. But that's why I guess in a sense, D1 is better. Exactly. The OUA. That's what, it, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you feel though that it's, I guess for the people listening who, I guess, are like hearing our journeys, our stories, mm-hmm. and who want to pursue, like let's say they want to go OUA soccer or mm-hmm. D1. If you could do anything differently, what would it be? Good question. Um, like even in terms of like getting in touch with the coaches and stuff like that. Because I, I know myself like um, when pro didn't work out and I was like, okay, I have to come to university and I applied late. I remember like I emailed all the coaches and I emailed them multiple times yeah. and you don't really get a response. You don't. Like you, I find it very difficult. Like, I don't know. Like I know all the coaches, they say, oh, we're out recruiting and we're doing all this stuff. But like, I haven't seen any of them. Maybe no. I'm at the wrong places at yeah, the wrong yeah, time. Yeah. But like, I know very talented players who have like sent their mixtape and stuff, but they just don't get responses. Right. And mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like that also is another thing about politics in Canada soccer. Yeah. You wouldn't think that it's that hard to get yeah. into a Canadian university yeah. soccer team, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's really a lot right, harder yeah, than you right. than you think. Yeah. So, like back to what you said, it really is about who you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day to help you open that door. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to answer your question is just a lot of people think they have time, hmm. but when you when the deadline comes, you understand you really don't. Yeah. Um, so then I would say like, when you're like 16, 17, this is a thing that I learned. You have, if you want to go D1, you have to start reaching out earlier because understand that they have so many kids that they want to bring in so many prospects that there are. Yeah. And the earlier you're on their radar, the better it is. So what age? Like grade 11, would you say? I would say grade 11. Okay. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Because you can even go to like their ID camps because I know a lot of teams have ID camps and in grade 11 even if they recognize you or something and let's say they like you they'll keep an eye on you or they can even offer you a spot Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. but then also when they already have an eye on you and you come back in grade 12 you're already known to them Mm -hmm. whereas everyone else is an unknown statistic Mm -hmm. right so you kind of have that advantage already when you go back that they've seen you play yeah it's like oh I I know this kid before oh he performed well let's see how he does now yeah also in a year you're going to improve I agree right so Mm -hmm. but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we covered a good amount. I think that was a great first yeah, part. Yeah, I think we mm-hmm. covered everything that we wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. Definitely talked about a lot of soccer. That's, That's for true. sure. That's true. Um, but many more, many more topics to come. Hundred percent. Not just soccer. Hundred percent. Yeah. A lot, a lot. We'll definitely get into. 
um, Western University. We'll get into the party life. Yeah. Um, I remember when I came to Western, I heard it was great party school. I'm not going to lie. Like, I guess there's some controversial debates on for sure. if it lives up for to the sure. hype. Definitely get into that. Get for into sure. Ivy mm. if the tuition and, and I guess you, what you pay for the networking. Is, is it, it worth it? it? A lot of different topics that we'll definitely be talking about and you hear it firsthand from university students. Mm. I, wow. I think I think we'll post weekly. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent we'll post once a week. I am not sure if the days will be consistent, but we'll definitely We're definitely gonna, we're definitely gonna upload once a week yeah. and we're gonna have a different guest on every week or every other week. For and sure. sometimes it'll just be me and Tarek chopping it up about <laughs> what's going on just that week or stuff that's going on in the world, whatever whatever that's going Almost on. Almost as if that wasn't scripted. Wasn't scripted. <laughs> Can't lie, it wasn't <laughs> scripted. It was not scripted, that's for sure. How'd you like it though? I like it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to come back for sure. Thank you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we wish you, we obviously wish you best of luck, 100%. And whatever you do in D1 and... Obviously, at the end of the day, I know we both hope that, like, we expect big things. You know what I mean? You have the talent. You definitely have. Journey's just starting. Yeah, mentality. Sure. Like, big things are coming. So, Thank good you. luck and appreciate you coming on the first ever podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, big things coming for yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Soon, soon time. But, yeah. I hope you have a great trip. Yeah. Thank good you. Luck. It was great having you on the podcast. Yeah. Campus Thank Chronicles you. out. Peace.